There's only one letter difference between the words bitter and better. And it's the letter I. When you are focused less on yourself, then you are not bitter and you are better. Welcome to Tell Podcasts. You're listening to encouraging words from Pastor Darren, bringing you truth and peace through God's word. In this episode, we talk about suffering. Is it ever possible for suffering to be positive? Think, evaluate, learn, lead. T-E-L-L. Tell. Now here's Pastor Darren showing us what the Bible says about God working in our experiences. Thanks for listening. When it comes to God working in life experiences... The Bible is filled with real stories of real people, like the Apostle Paul. Paul became a believer in Jesus as an adult, and at the time, Jesus called him to be a missionary and pastor, and Paul committed his life to that cause. He ended up writing about half of the books of the New Testament, but a handful of those books in the New Testament, he wrote under house arrest or in prison. He didn't expect this prison circumstances. He didn't expect to be handcuffed or chained or tortured, especially as he did God's work. You know, sometimes I feel like the Apostle Paul. Sometimes I feel like uh, I'm trying to do God's work. I'm trying to follow Jesus. I want to remain committed to him. I want to work for his kingdom. I want him to use me. And, and as that happens, circumstances happen and ex- life experiences happen that like lock me up that don't let me do what I think I need to be doing. God, how can you let this happen? I'm trying to serve you. Why would you let me be in prison and be in chains like Paul by circumstances? God has an answer to that, by the way. And Paul believed in that answer. The answer from God, in summary, is something like this. I am in those circumstances and I am working in them. And these circumstances are my workshop, my school, my gymnasium for you. These circumstances are my garden where you grow. They're my hospital where I make you well. I am in the circumstances and only through them will you better know me and love me and believe in me and serve me. The Apostle Paul believed that and uh, when, when I teach on Philippians chapter 1 and the Apostle Paul, I love to use the story of Captain Charlie Plum. Captain Charlie Plum was a POW in the Vietnam War, and because he saw through his prison circumstances and looked past them, and he saw purpose higher than himself, he wasn't just a survivor, but he thrived in in prison camp, and he came back then, and I want to tell you more about his story, as he looked through his circumstances as a lesson for how God is working in our experiences too. So I'm going to read to you from from charlieplum.com and uh, about him and his story. So Captain Charlie Plum graduated from the Naval Academy at Annapolis and went on to be a fighter pilot flying the F-4 Phantom Jet on 74 successful combat missions over Vietnam. On his 75th mission, With only five days before he was to return home, Plum was shot down, captured, tortured, and imprisoned in an eight-by-eight-foot cell. 
He spent the next 2,103 days as a prisoner of war in a communist war prison. During his nearly six years of captivity, Captain Plum distinguished himself among his fellow prisoners as a professional in underground communications and served for two of those years as the chaplain in his camp. Since his return home to the United States, more than 5,000 audiences in nearly every industry, 3M, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, NASA, BMW, for instance, have been spellbound as fighter pilot keynote speaker Captain Charlie Plum shares his story and the lessons he learned from it. He helps audiences break free from their own self-constructed prisons of fear, blame, and doubt. He helps them uncover a new sense of purpose and potential. You know, Paul was also captured, tortured, and imprisoned, and, and he trusted in God's bigger promise. And he, so he writes from prison, Paul writes in Philippians 1, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. See, Paul not, it doesn't just look at, but through his experiences to believe in a purpose bigger than himself. Paul sees that he's not the main point. Paul is not the pilot, but he's a passenger for God's purpose. What's that purpose? It says here, to advance the gospel. And then Paul gives two pieces of evidence. Do you see him here? Two pieces of evidence that this is already happening. Number one, the whole palace guard, that's the Roman soldiers on duty where he was being held, they knew as a result of this that Paul loved the Lord. And then Paul's own church family, his Christian brothers and sisters, had become confident, Paul writes, in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. See, like Captain Charlie Plum, the Apostle Paul was tuned more into his purpose than his prison. He trusted more in his purpose than his prison. So he, his focus was not, it, it was up here, his focus was not on his, his chains on circumstances that he didn't choose for himself. His focus was not on his suffering, on, on being suffering for something that, that was out of his control. No, 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 Paul's, Paul's focus was above all that. His focus was on the greater good so that he wasn't a victim of his circumstances, but a victor over them, seeing the greater good and actually his greater God. And that's why Paul often writes, um, that he is a prisoner for the Lord. He writes here in Philippians 1 verse 13, he says, I am in chains for Christ. What do you believe about your suffering? It, it, this is a very important question because your suffering isn't as influential in your life as what you think about your suffering or what you believe about your suffering. So, what do you believe about your suffering, particularly about your, your painful and hard experiences in life? You're trying to help a friend or you accept a new position and that just all goes a different direction. You're prayed for, hopes and expectations are dashed. The, the, gifts, the gifts that you're giving of your service and your love, your kindness aren't appreciated. So what do you believe about that? Okay, and, and so I want to focus on that question more than any different kinds of sufferings and hardships. I really want to focus on what you believe 
about your suffering. Does it ruin your day? Is it, is it all you can think about? All you can talk about? Does it make you so withdrawn or so upset or so angry that you can't serve other people and that you might even hurt other people in the process? It, it, do you just complain about it and, and others who listen to you know that you complain about it? Those will say something about how, what you believe about your suffering and they really say this, that your focus is too much on yourself and not enough on Jesus and not enough on others. That's what happens when we focus on ourselves. Notice how Paul doesn't have to work around his chains to find Jesus Christ and to grow closer to him and, and stronger in the gospel. It is not despite his chains that he finds fulfillment, but, but Paul writes, because of my chains. See that? His chains are God's tool, God's workshop, God's garden, God's hospital. So your experiences truly matter. God uses them all and never wastes one. Do you, you know the details of Paul's story? I, I told you the outline a little bit before, but I want to dial in a little bit here, the details of Paul's story. Paul wasn't always a believer. He, he did have the Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament, but he wasn't a, a Jesus follower. He didn't believe in Jesus. He actually hated Jesus, hated Christianity, and used his position to persecute and even murder Christians. And then one day, Paul was riding his horse to Damascus and Jesus showed up and knocked him off his horse to get his attention. Jesus blinded the apostle Paul so that he couldn't see and then Paul had to be led by the hand around like a prisoner, led to a house like a prisoner. He still couldn't see and then Jesus sent a prophet named Ananias to heal Paul to, to give him his vision back, his sight back, and he did. And when Paul opened his eyes, he saw things in a new way. And he was no longer looking at himself as the powerful one, as the master, but he looking at himself as, as the prisoner of Christ Jesus, as being taken captive by Christ. And, and then, he, then he knew that Christ had saved him. He knew that, that Christ loved him and he saw Jesus in these new ways. Whether he was behind bars or not, the Apostle Paul knew that Jesus gave him a bigger and better purpose and he says here in Ephesians 3, he calls himself the prisoner of Christ Jesus. Wherever he is, doesn't have to be behind bars, Paul says, Jesus, I am yours, I'm captive to you. Why did he say that? Because, because Jesus saved Paul. How did Jesus save Paul? Not just by giving him his sight, but Jesus saved Paul by suffering Paul's own sentence of death. When, when Jesus was sentenced to death by God the Father and died for Paul's sins, Jesus showed mercy on this missionary. Love and mercy and patience and kindness on this missionary. Before he was a missionary, he was a murderer. Jesus showed mercy on the murderer, Paul, and chose him to become a missionary? Jesus, Jesus went to prison for Paul. 
Jesus became more of a prisoner than Paul was and became the prisoner for Paul's sins as he suffered and died on the cross for Paul's sins. For those reasons, that's the gospel. For those reasons, Paul never got tired of being captured by Christ. So what about you? Is that Jesus who, who took the sentence of death for Paul? That Jesus who, who became a prisoner for Paul, of, of Paul's own sins and, and paid the price for Paul's sins? Is that Jesus? Is he still Jesus today? Is he still Lord? Is he your Jesus? Is that Jesus who suffered and died? Is he risen from the dead? Is he alive? like he appeared to, to Paul as alive and glorious. Is Jesus alive and glorious today so that you are not a victim of your sins, a victim of your circumstances, but you are a victor over them by, by faith in him? Yes, Jesus loves you. Jesus paid for, as, the, as a prisoner for your sins. Jesus took your sentence and you have the same God that, you have the same God that Paul has. A God about whom the scriptures say this in Romans chapter 8. And you know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You are not a victim. You are a victor over your circumstances, over sin, death, and the devil by Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> there's only one letter difference between the words bitter and better. And it's the letter I. When you are focused less on yourself, then you are not bitter and you are better. As Jesus forgives you, saves you, sets you apart by his design and purpose and brings you closer to him and builds your character and puts you on mission to help others. That's what Charlie Plum and Paul did. They helped others. The Bible talks about that for us. For us who are saved by Jesus, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, the Bible says that God comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Listen, God does not waste any of your life experiences. Not a single one. Not a small one, not a big one. Not even the painful ones, the ones you don't choose, and certainly the ones you choose, God uses them all but especially the ones where you need comfort, says here in the Bible, so that you can comfort others too. Can you think of a painful experience, a hardship that you've, you've experienced that has really impacted you and changed your life? Maybe it's going on right now. Or, or maybe it's something from years ago, but that is still so influential and impactful. I want you to think about that. And I want you to think how, as a Christian, you turn to Jesus and he helps you take next steps through that. He helps you make progress through that. You may not be perfect. You may not have totally resolved it. That's okay. But the steps that you take through it, Jesus gives you that out of his grace for you, but also for others. How can you use that experience to help others? That's called ministry, using it to help others. And God has plans for you to do just that. So that you can, you can say to others, I see you. I understand where you're at. Believe me, I, I've been there. I've been there with, with Jesus. I've been there with his grace. I am there for you and Jesus is there for you too. 
So love God's design for you and live in it for your ultimate purpose beyond your circumstances, closer to Him. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Tell Podcasts. Tell's mission is simple, teaching you the real gospel so you can teach others. Remember, truth brings peace. For more about Tell, visit us on Facebook or at tellnetwork.org.